Hello, I'm Angela. And I'm Marie, the second half of this mother and daughter team. Welcome to Chalker Checkups. We're here to guide you on your quest for spiritual knowledge and enlightenment. Hello. Hello. <laughs> another day, another dawn. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about soul retrievals, right? Yes, today we're going to talk about soul retrieval. And this seems like something that is one of the most effective types of healing, the fastest, the easiest, the cheapest, and overall almost like a miracle cure. Yes, I think that I've been studying all these varieties of healing I have tried myself so many varieties of healing over the last well I don't know started when I was 13 I'm 70 many years this is the best type of healing it takes the least amount of time it costs nothing and it is by far the most effective yeah you uh helped walk my friend through one and I was talking to her and saying like it's amazing how effective it is for how little time it takes and she's like yeah it only took five minutes which is great she was a lightning fast worker but (laughs) (laughs) some people it takes as much as 15 minutes (laughs) still in the grand scheme of things that's not not that much time so uh what is like a soul retrieval well, basically, you're, it's not your whole soul. It's not like you've lost your soul and you have to go get it. It's a fracture of your soul. So if something very dramatic happens, something traumatic, shocking, upsetting, or even sometimes something medical, like you have a major surgery or hor- horrific illness or injury, or you fall off a cliff or... It could be also cases of abuse or attack. The And the trauma causes a kind of a break of a part of your soul body. And that part of your soul body stays right there at the time when it happened on the timeline. And when that happens, the rest of you moves on. But when the rest of you moves on, you don't feel well. You start to have more body pain. You have weird illnesses that you have symptoms, but no one can quite diagnose. You are tired all the time. um, And it can just go on and on and on for years. And nothing cures it. Almost, Almost every time I run across someone that says, I've been sick for 30 years. The doctors can't diagnose me. I'm, you know. Sometimes I can't walk. I have horrendous pain. For sure. I guarantee you it's a soul retrieval problem. And yeah. when we find out what that is and we go, we, we start going through shocking moments, for sure, there's something. And we go through it through the 15 minutes or 20 minutes and the, everything clears up. So how did you first hear of, you know, the process of retrieving a soul? Well, I have heard things about it here and there since I was quite young. 
but I never really thought that much about it and actually didn't get much of a sense of it working very well. And I think that the reason it didn't work very well is because a lot of people were just having other people retrievals for them. And that doesn't work very well. But then we'll get back to that. But then I was in Brazil and I was in a big um, 30-day ayahuasca retreat where we were either meditating every day or doing certain type of ceremony or taking ayahuasca every day. So it was very, very intense contemplation and kind of looking into things. And during one of the days I was sitting uh, after a ceremony, I was sitting meditating and really thinking, I don't know why I'm here. I mean, on this planet, I don't really get what my purpose is. I know I do healing, but this, I just really would like more, I don't know, some instruction or something. And an angel actually came to me. I was quite conscious at the time. I wasn't unconscious or anything like that. I was sitting up quite conscious. And the angel came to me and said, let me bring you to a memory between this life and the life before. And I said, okay, you know, that sounds fine. And she actually brought me back to a memory where I was sitting in a room with two angels that looked like women, but they were angels. And they were telling me what, what they wanted from me in this lifetime. And they were telling, talking to me about the concentration camps in Germany. Now, I'm not German and I'm, I'm not Jewish. And I've never been in Europe in this life. And I don't know that I was in Europe in the last life either. But, but nonetheless, they were talking about the, the concentration camps. And the angels um, actually took me to the scene of the concentration camps. And I could actually see the mass graves with all these bodies in it. And I could smell the smell from the burning bodies. And, uh, and I had thought there would be a tremendous amount of anger and hatred. But really, the overall feeling was a horrendous, horrendous sadness. And I just was overwhelmed with the sadness. And then one of the angels, then they brought me back to the room where we were talking. And the angels told me this. They said that there were a huge amount of people, of these people that were killed, that have separated from their soul. Their souls are in these mass graves. And they want to get them back to their souls but they have a difficulty leaving or letting go of this mass grave because they went in there with their other family members. So they might get to the conscious place where they were ready to heal and come out and bring that part of their soul out, but they didn't want to leave their daughter or their brother or their uncle, their, you know, their neighborhood, basically. Everybody went in in such huge groups and and died so intermingled that they're kind of stuck and they wanted me to whenever i encountered somebody that was having this problem to tell them it was so important for them to be brave enough to bring their soul out because when they bring the piece of their soul out they provide a little bit more freedom for the next person to bring their soul out. And one by one, 
all of these people can can heal from this horrible thing that had happened. They also and I don't know exactly how many people died in the concentration camps, but I'm guessing that's a lot. So it here was we a are lot. podcasting to try and reach all of the potential victims of this mass, you know, murder essentially. Yes, and and they did point out that a lot of them have reincarnated and that they're having problems. They're not having good lives because of this. Because they are only partially whole, they tend to have drinking problems or addiction problems or dissociative problems or depression, many things. And they also showed me uh, that there's all this protection around the bodies there. There were um, angelic beings at the corners of these mass graves. And there this, it looked like a, like a liquid silver, these silver blankets covering them. And with every single um, soul that was in there, every single person, they have placed this, a big jewel almost the size of your hand with each person. And there are basically angels on guard all the time. So they're, they're staying there and they're trying to protect them at the same time they're trying to provide and and trying to get people that are willing to help to help to heal them and they were asking me if I would be one of those people and of course I said of course you know I don't know how I'm going to do this but I'm definitely willing to do this so then I said to the I said this angel okay here I am in Brazil on this retreat um are there any people here that might be in like that situation and this angel said yes there are there are three people and she actually named these three people one of which was a good friend of mine i had no idea i knew this this lady very very well and she had never mentioned anything about germany or anything like that but i said okay and um so then the angels took me back and and that was it I went back to my room. I meditated about that for a long time. And I thought, I'm going to go talk to these three people. And I did. And every one of them, when I told them, said, oh, absolutely. I absolutely, I'm sure I died in those camps. And I'm so glad that you're doing this. <laughs> and, you know, and this is really good information to have. And I'm going to work on this. Including my friend who said she went to Germany with her parents she insisted on going there and then she became hysterical and she felt like her family was there and then she didn't want to leave. And it turned into this huge trauma drama that uh, her parents just were completely overwhelmed with. Why is this happening? Mm -hmm. So, um, and in this life, she was a person that was struggling with, you know, staying sober, staying stable, not being depressed and all of the things that the, the angels talked about. That got me very, very interested in not only helping to heal all these people that were murdered, but also it really made me take another look at soul retrieval in general. And for the next several years, I just started to to look into this. And I didn't like the way I was seeing it done. And I didn't like the results I was seeing. I hadn't done a lot of it myself. I never claimed to be able to go out and grab somebody's soul and bring it back. And so just to I, clarify, how were you seeing it done? By other well, there, 
there are different shaman that would do, there's lots of people advertising they'll do soul retrieval. And I would have friends or acquaintances, they say, well, I, I, yeah, I just had a soul retrieval. You know, I just, I went to retreat and I paid $250 and they brought back my soul from all my lifetimes. And, and I say, great, cool. Except that I didn't see any improvement or any health benefits from it. Mm -hmm. And I began to think that most of the time in my experience, the reason that people separate from their soul is because something terrible was done to them. And I began to think that perhaps if you're laying on a table and someone is doing something to you to bring your soul back, that might just be too much of the same kind of energy. It isn't about you being passive and someone doing something to you or you having not that much choice and something being done to you. Maybe in order to really retrieve our soul, we have to be active and not passive. So I begin to, to in my mind and, and in my meditation, think that might be what it takes and started meditating and working on that. And when I started working on that, on from that point of view, I started having results. I realized that the person that has separated from their soul, even though they were shocked and upset, they made the decision to do the separation. And even if it's like an unconscious decision, it's more like they couldn't face the problem at the time kind of thing. Right. Like, I don't want to see this or I don't want to be here or I'm out of here or I can't deal with this or whatever it is. They're making, yes, they made the decision. Mm hmm. You know, and you know, people say, people say, I, I was so broken up. I was shattered by this. I was crushed. Mm -hmm. I feel that way. But there's actually some, on a very psychic level, there's a little bit of physicality of that happening to your soul and to your being, to your energetic being. I consider it similar to if you were, if you thought of yourself as a crystal that gets dropped on a cement floor and boom pieces are kind of all over the place mm -hmm. and sometimes little pieces is not that big a deal but sometimes a big piece is just like you know it's like losing an arm or a leg it's it's huge yeah and i would imagine some of those pieces wouldn't be very easy to spot either <laughs> <laughs> well they're not if you don't understand that people don't really think of their soul as being able to be as mobile as it is even when i talk about them being in and out of their body with their soul that just two days ago someone said well how can that even be how can my soul be out of my body well it can be and in a trauma it not only can go out of your body but it can stay out of your body and stay there on the timeline for a very very long time until you bring it back. Mm -hmm. You have to go and bring it back. I had a car wreck where I was hit from behind. Uh, it was a, actually a hit and run on the freeway. But we were hit so hard. The person never put on their brakes. 
and my soul body went, I went through the windshield with my soul body. And I stayed completely conscious. And I was sitting there with <laughs> in my soul body on the street going, does this mean I'm dead or can I get back in the car? <laughs> what do I do here? I really wasn't sure at first. I was so scrambled and took a while before I could pull it together to get back in the car. Yeah. So you can, you can, it can really impact you in that, in the, in the sort of weird way that way. So you do have these separations. The other thing people don't realize is that the timeline it is linear and it's not linear. There are things that are happening. If, if you had this accident, you had this trauma and it's, you know, when you were seven, when you were 10, when you're 20, you're still there on that timeline. You're still experiencing that. And the way, a lot of times the way you know that is because those things are in your mind. Mm -hmm. Unless of course it was so traumatic that you're completely blacked out, which is makes it a little bit more tricky. But, but a lot of times you think I'm good with everything, but there'll be two or three things or five or 10, whatever, uh, things that you constantly go to in your mind that you remember. And sometimes when you think about them, you even have a, a rush, rush of emotion, either, you know, hatred or sadness or, or something. So this, you're talking more about like our emotional, like our emotional triggers, as far as uh, someone being reactive to something, you're not exactly sure maybe where this reaction is coming from, why you get mad at a certain thing happening or. That's very possible. And also if there's something we, we have childhood memories and a lot of things you'll just completely forget about. And, and, and they don't, and someone will say, remember that time? Well, your brother, you know, hit you and you go no I don't remember it but it's not like a traumatic thing you just it was no big deal probably there's nothing there there's no trauma there's no soul separation but if someone but whether or not they mention it if there's something remember that time your brother you know hit you in the head with a baseball bat and you're like get all charged up and you do remember it and you're you know you feel it in your body probably there is something there there might be a piece of your soul there it might not be a big piece but it might be a little piece but probably there is something there if you have those memories that still hold a charge and still hold an emotion mm -hmm. they probably have a part of your soul so for those of us that our mind has protected us from a trauma and we've blacked out the experience and don't remember it at all. Or those that have carried something over from a past life, how do they go about retrieving their soul? And that makes it more difficult. It does make it more difficult. I had something happen to me and I had completely blocked out. And what I did is I started telling my angels, I need to remember this no matter what, I want to remember this. And it took me about a month. And then I was sitting in meditation and I started seeing look like black and white slides from my uh, childhood with a memory on it. I was so determined to remember on it that I did recapture the memory. It's a possibility you could do something like that if you're really, really wanting to heal. But if you couldn't do that, and you're pretty sure that there's something, 
then you could start to just ask yourself, okay, about was did I have a soul separation when I was 25? Okay, how about 24? How about, you know, 15, 10, 9? Try to find an age. And if you get to a certain age and you suddenly feel something like a you get a body reaction or you feel sad or you feel like there's something, then even though you don't even know what it was, you can do a soul retrieval to say, okay, if part of my soul is there being 10 years old, I want to bring that back. And if that is where it is, or it's close to where it is, that'll still work. So how do we do soul retrieval? Okay. It's really not that difficult. What you do is let's say, for example, let's say you were in a bad car wreck when you were 10. Okay. And now you're 20 years old, but you, you're back and everything's hurt and nothing's been getting better. And you're just, you know, you've been a mess for 10 years. So, so I tell the person, okay, so think of yourself and that 10-year-old as your twin sister or your twin brother, your younger twin sister or brother. And you reach out to that 10-year-old in your mind and you start to talk to that 10-year-old. You would try to remember the feelings that were there at that time. And you say in your mind, we could do it out loud if you're you know, home alone or whatever, but you say to that 10-year-old, I'm not going to leave you here anymore being hurt and bleeding and having a broken arm or being upset or being abused or being confused or whatever the emotions are. I'm with you now and I am going to bring you with me back to the present so we can heal. Together, we are going to be well. Together, we are going to heal each other. And I'm going to breathe and you are going to come with me to the present. And then you reach out this energy from your heart with all the energy you can muster and you breathe and you think of just wrapping your arms around this little sister or little brother of yours because you wouldn't leave them there if it was your brother or sister. And you say, come with me to the present and you breathe and you breathe and you breathe until you feel like they are right here in the here and now with you. And when you feel like it's, that's right there with you in the present and you will feel a shift and it's subtle, but it definitely, you feel it. Then think of hugging them to your heart and breathing and having them infuse right into your heart chakra. The same we're now you're safe and together we're going to heal. We're going to be fine. Everything's going to be better now. And just breathe and breathe that part of your soul into your heart. That's what it takes. So this is, yeah, like a five-minute meditation practice, essentially. Essentially, yes. Yeah. 
essentially. Now, a couple things will happen. When you do this, you probably will feel some strong emotions. You will feel emotion through your body. Um, and you may feel, depending on the severity of what happened to you at that time, it could be strong emotions. The other thing is, if it's something like, worst case scenario, uh, you were molested or something when you're seven and now you're 40, you're, there's a lot of emotions about that that have happened from that seven-year-old till this 40-year-old. So for the next week or so, for sure for the next three days, but even up to a week, you're going to kind of have those emotions rolling through your system. So you might suddenly feel, I suddenly I'm feeling anger and now I feel like sad and now I feel confused and now I just feel super tired. I just got to sleep it off. It doesn't last that long and it certainly isn't as emotional as the whole thing was when it happened or what you've gone through in the last, you know, 28 years, but you will have some of it. And the fact that you do have that is demonstrating that you're healing it. But at the end of that emotional roll, your whole world's going to shift. Everything shifts. For me, I had severe pain, severe pain for years, for more than 35 years. And I kept having weird diseases. And the doctors would struggle to get a diagnosis, then I'd get a diagnosis, then I'd have another weird thing happen. So I was always sick and always in pain, a lot of pain. And I'm not one to do drugs. I don't smoke marijuana. So I would just wake up and say, oh, okay, wake up and enjoy the pain. I mean, I'm going to just be in pain all day long. And I was pain, headaches, constant. I did this soul retrieval. I finally found the right piece. And my pain went down 75% in that instant. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow. <laughs> Woo! <-hoo! laughs> so much better. And it's never come back. I still have some minor back pain because my back is truly has some physical problems but it's nothing like it was yeah so this is something that people with chronic pain people that have had accidents people that have been in wars people that have all these different things it yeah, makes so much sense to do this yeah and it doesn't always have to be something that severe either it could be something you know on the on the trauma scale something a lot less um severe just like if your mom calls you a bitch or something or mm -hmm. like unloved by someone or maybe you break up with your best friend if it caused a shock i'm i remember uh one of the things that was bringing tears to my eyes that i finally had to do a soul retrieval when i was little when i was uh about six my mom my father had left my mother and my mom would get overwhelmed and she would she would say i i can't stand you kids anymore i'm leaving i'm never coming back and she'd get in the car and she'd drive away yeah and that and then she now when i talked to her about it, she'd laugh about it she said oh you knew i was coming back well in truth i didn't and i was devastated i was I remember one time I was crying, tears rushing, and my brother saying, 
I'll take care of you. And I was thinking, you can't take care of me. <laughs> you know? And but I, it was a shocker to me. It was very shocking and traumatic. And I had to do a soul retrieval about that. And you know, nobody touched me, but but definitely shocked me. Yeah. To have my mother drive away. My father was already gone. You know, it was horrible. But, uh, you know, a lot of people go, well, that's no big deal. A lot worse has happened to me. And that's probably true for a lot of people. So it doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter what it was. It can be something relatively small. You know, in the great scheme of things, it's what shocked you, what upset you enough that you so you you're part of your soul separated. Yeah, so it's more about the sensitivity of the person. Yes. And the magnitude of what happened. Both. And you can ask yourself, you can, you can set meditation and say, okay, I remember my mom going out. Do I have a sense that part of my soul separated from me then? And trust the answer that you get. Yeah. And if you have a string of these things, like how often should or can one do these soul retrieval? Well, I don't think you should try to do like 20 in a day or anything like that. I think that it's really probably a better idea to do one and then wait at least three days and that's because you'll be unsettled and you're going to have a lot of emotion and stuff and you don't need to put yourself through a roller coaster and I don't think you gain anything by doing that matter of fact you might get so upset you decide the whole thing doesn't work and you want don't want to do that anymore so you know maybe if you think you've got a lot of work to do um Maybe try to do two a week for a while. Mm-hmm. And then with the goal that in a month or so from now, I'm going to be a lot more healed than I've ever been in my entire life. So for me, I've been working with a therapist for a while now. And one of the things that we've been working on is a particular trigger of mine with like a theme of abandonment. And She's been super helpful doing some inner child work, which I feel has been really similar to what you uh, do with the soul retrievals or how you talk people to walk through them. But it doesn't seem to have worked in the same way as when uh, you were helping me try to walk me through some of the soul retrievals. So then once I started working on this with you, trying to find the right peace to make the trigger go away and it took me a couple times of trying like different events and then I feel like I finally found like a bigger piece and then it kind of instantly was like oh I no longer feel like the story that I've had in my head is as relevant as it was before well I would probably call that a relatively small piece yeah whereas if you had something really like a large large trauma like the thing that was causing my pain, I was kind of a wreck for about a week, but, uh-huh. and that could be expected too. It, it kind of depends. Now I had, I had one guy who, who had all the symptoms, but he said, I've never had anything. And, and one thing you can do is you can actually kind of put your, your, you know, follow the energy. Like if you just focus on the energy and the feeling of, what's going on with you now let's say uh 
let's say you always have a shoulder pain and it's been going on forever and no one can figure out why it's there and there's no reason for it. You can focus on that shoulder, shoulder pain and just say, when was an earlier time I felt this way? Follow that pain. Just when's, when's an earlier re, uh, memory about that was like this pain and just follow that. And I've done that with people and they suddenly go, oh, hey, I just remembered something. And it will be the thing that was the problem. And I remember this guy said, oh, I did fall out of an eight-story building and land on my head. <laughs> and I go, well, that would be dramatic. <laughs> He even said as he was falling, he was thinking, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. <laughs> it's hard to imagine you could forget that. But, uh, you know, it's just sometimes we block out those things. But then when we tried to focus on it, you know, he remembered. So yeah. sometimes you do forget the thing and then you but you focus on the the physical thing in your body or the trauma thing or the illness or the pain that you're not getting over. And ask yourself, when was an earlier time? And just keep asking, when was an earlier time? When was an earlier time? And suddenly you can come up with a memory. And then that's the thing you want to do the soul retrieval on. One of the earliest ones I did was really interesting. There was this woman, her life was a wreck. She was a wreck. And so I said, okay, let's focus on this feeling this feeling and tell me what is the thing that you remember that has to do with this feeling and she said well it's abandonment it's abandonment i'm always abandoned you know and i said okay well just close your eyes and think of an earlier time when you felt just this way and and I, and i would ha have my hand over her so i could feel the energy shift cuz when it shifts you can kind of get a you get a charge when you're kind of on the on the right thing and I suddenly got this charge I said what are you thinking about right now and she goes well it is an earlier time but it isn't the same I said well what are you thinking about and she said well I fell off this horse and everybody wrote left me I said well that actually is kind of similar and she said well I guess it is because they did leave me and I still was abandoned I said okay but I don't think that's the thing let's go to an earlier thing so I said Remember an earlier time you felt just this way. Then she remembered something about her mother dropping her when she was a little kid. You know, just like dropped her off her lap or something like that. And I said, okay, well, let's remember an earlier time. Then she remembered being just a, like a little baby and being rolled off the bed. And I said, okay, well, let's see if you can remember an earlier time. Well, she says, well, I'm not going to be able to remember an earlier time. It was a baby. I said, well, okay, but instead of arguing about it, let's just try it, okay? Just relax. Let your little analytical mind take a mini vacation and just focus on an earlier time. And then all of a sudden, her energy really shifted. And I said, now what are you thinking of? And she says, I just had this vision of this Indian woman having this baby and the baby's she's having trouble and her and the baby are in trouble. And I think they're going to die. And 
I said, okay, let's have you help her. Let's bring an angel to help the baby and her. And I want you to tell this woman, you're going to help her. You're going to bring her to the present moment where you are. And the angel's going to help her and the baby. And you're going to breathe and bring them to the present moment. And tell them that everything's going to be okay. And breathe and bring her to the present. And breathe her into your heart. So this woman did this. And then I just told her to relax, go home, take a hot bath, and just let it be. She called me a couple weeks later and said, I've got a new boyfriend. I found an apartment. I have a job. I'm so happy. She says, when's my next appointment? (laughs) (laughs) I said, your next appointment was last week. You're done. Uh, (laughs) So sometimes you actually can just go right into your past life and boom bring back that piece and she even said she was writing a book i mean she was just like i'm like great (laughs) there's something about that thing she brought back that piece she breathed it into her heart and that was it it doesn't hurt to keep trying uh you've got nothing to lose here i mean it's it is like a miracle i mean it is an absolute no cost miraculous healing that you can do on your own in in you know less than half an hour and you don't even need a shaman to help you with it you don't you don't i mean if if you really really feel like it helps to have somebody say now focus now breathe now you know remember now do this you can but Most people really don't need that. I've done that when I do my readings for people and I'm saying, look, you need to get this piece of your soul back. And they say, how could I do that? I say, well, let's just do one now. Which they're usually go, whoa, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm ready for that. I go, sure you are. (laughs) We'll just do it. Then you'll know how and you can do more at home and uh, and walk them through it. But uh, then then they're up they most of the time they take off there are very few people call me and say well i need you to walk me through the next one also so how do you know if it's worked you're sitting at home you're walking through the steps in a meditation to retrieve your soul and if you're not having like an instant emotional reaction how do you know that you've implemented those missing pieces okay well if you have a certain set of symptoms or, and you have certain illnesses or you have certain psychological behaviors, or as you were saying, you have certain triggers and you're doing a soul retrieval and nothing changes, then it probably didn't work. But this technique absolutely does work. So if if you did it and it didn't work that particular time, it didn't work. It means one of two things. Either you didn't actually go to the, the time, the thing, as you said, that was the trigger or that was the key to unlocking whatever it was that you're being bothered with. That's a very big possibility. Or 
you weren't focused and you weren't actually using your heart energy. You, you can't just walk through it with no feeling. It does have to, you have to generate some heart energy to do it. You can't just go, okay, now I'm on the timeline. Okay. Now I've got, okay. I've got my, I've got my 10 year old. I bring my 10 year old back. My I'm back now. Okay. We're done. You Mm -hmm. can't do it that way. How does one generate heart energy to make it work? You have to emote. You have to think about loving part of yourself and love and wanting to help yourself, wanting to help that younger part of yourself, being empathetic to the part of yourself that is been stuck in suffering and, and really caring for yourself mm-hmm. and reach out with your heart energy. That's why I say to talk to yourself like it was your your little brother or sister yeah your twin your twin if you if your twin if your little younger twin was sitting there bleeding or you know or raped or beaten or abused you would not you would have a lot of emotion about that and you would not just leave them there Mm -hmm. so you reach out with with as much emotion as you can and wrap your emotionally wrap yourself around them and and say hey i'm here for you you're here for me we're together now we're going to heal together it's going to be a lot better everything's going to work now and and breathe that back to the present so it can take a little bit of effort but not a lot it doesn't take a lot of effort i was so sick of having these doctors give me so many pills and so many prescriptions and so much, excuse the language, bullshit uh, diagnosis. And it just went on and on. And then more pills and uh, adding more, you know, it just went on and on. I finally just said, I'm throwing away all of these pills. There's got to be a different thing to do. And I really set my mind to the idea of that the soul retrieval was going to be the solution. It took me about a month. It wasn't because it wasn't just the first thing that I did that found the right piece. It took me about a month. Mm -hmm. But if you look at all the things that people have tried to heal in their life and the amount of time and money and effort, and I don't know, flying off to, I don't know, India or wherever to try to be healed. Mm-hmm. A month is nothing. A month sitting in your bedroom for 10 minutes every three days is, that's nothing. It's it's okay if someone's there, as long as they're not distracting you. But it really is something that has to come from your heart. And if a shaman can help you evoke your heart energy to help yourself, I suppose that's useful. This just isn't a circumstance that you need anybody except your full attention on you and you exercising the authority that you have. This is this authority that I'm talking about is a universal thing. When you are on the astral, this authority is what protects you. This is something that is universal. That if you exercise the authority over your soul body and your spirit, your body, your chakras, and you say nothing can come in and attack me, nothing can be here, nothing can be in my system except my own energy, nothing can. You're absolute authority. But most people, 
they're like the garbage can of the universe. Everything is attacking them, landing on them. They're covered in junk. They're attracting entities because they have, they're exercising no authority at all. So I'm trying to get people to just get conscious of that idea. And this is one more way you do it. You say, okay, if my soul isn't 100% here, I'm going to go get it and I'm going to bring it back. Yeah. Could you do that kind of blind? Like if thinking back to the crystal reference of, you know, my soul is shattered on the floor and you don't know maybe an event or a feeling that you want to chase. Can you be like, if there's any peace out there of me that's separated, can I bring that piece back in kind of generalized like that? Yes, I've done meditation like that and I have felt better. And I think that at, at least I think that helps with some small pieces and that might help bring larger pieces that are um, out of focus more into focus. So I think that can be very useful to do that. And you can also do a meditation like that and then tell your angels that any pieces that I'm not bringing back help me to bring into focus. So, uh, you know, help me to remember, bring it into focus so I can find it Mm -hmm. so that I get the focus that I need. But I've done that a lot. I've even done guided meditations with groups and said, let's do that. You know, before we go home at the end of our meditation, just throw out your feelers for, and you can do this when in your meditation is just extend yourself out your soul body and then feel how much of you is out there? Is there a lot of pieces? Does it feel like a hundred, a thousand, ten, twenty? And see what you can pull back in. Yeah, I feel like I had a dream where um, my angel was making me remember of a situation. And then I think I did this whole retrieval in my dream even. <laughs> you, you could have. I mean, your dream is... You know, the Indians say uh, the dream is the real plane and this is the <laughs> this is the one that's not so real. But what you do on the astrals can be very, very real and very effective. Once you get into the concept of I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, what you're going to find out is that all of a sudden you're happy. Because all of this stuff is in the past and all joy is in the present moment. So the more that you're present, the more joy you have. And then you just suddenly you become more happy. Do you think this like clears up our energetic body as well? Like these soul uh, like separations, does that manifest itself in like entities or darker energy within our soul body? Yes, because part of the reason you get entities, entities aren't evil. Entities are like spirits. They're like, you know, when you knock out a tooth and they put in a spacer. Yeah. Entities are a spacer that's holding a spot where your soul went away. Uh When I see black energy in somebody's chakra system, I say right away, this is someplace where you separated from your soul. So there's no there's no space for color there because you're gone. Mm hmm. But the blackness that comes or an entity that comes that isn't evil, it's just mirroring the problem so that you won't forget. Mm -hmm. So if it's, you know, really dark and it's going to be really dark energy, if it's a really big thing, it'll be a really big dark energy. It doesn't make the person evil. It means the person's really been hurt. Mm -hmm. 
And as soon as the soul comes back, boom, the entity's gone. Yeah, that's that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I discovered this a long time ago. It's like I spent a lot of very dramatic years doing, you know, uh, exorcisms, grabbing entities, pulling them out of people, you know, and they, you know, and they go, wow, that's so much better. But two days later, they were back. And I'm like, what is up with this? I mean, this just doesn't work. And then that's when I began to realize if I don't get the person back, if I don't resolve the issue, it doesn't matter. The person, the entity just comes right back. Yeah. So if you don't find the core, if you don't find the problem, then uh, an exorcism, whatever's the, I mean, it's drama, it's dramatic. It's, you know, lots of stuff going on, but uh, it doesn't do any good. Yeah. Burns up a lot of incense. (laughs) (laughs) It just doesn't work. And a couple of times made me really sick. (laughs) (laughs) but it didn't do any good (laughs) they're right back i even had one woman where i took something out of her and she literally called me and said i tried and tried to get that to go back i mean (laughs) wait what i I took something out of her and she literally called me later and said you know i've tried and tried to get that to go back you know like you took it out of her and now she, and then she wanted it back yes you know and just <laughs> and i had one woman that i i had with in a group meditation i put my hand on her and about 20 entities like just went through me like a river and into the ground and she literally she literally was saying that i took something from her and she wanted it back uh-huh and i'm like no, babe, you do not want that back. <laughs> but they weren't really ready to come back. They're not ready to, they, they did, didn't bring back part of their soul. So you just took out the entity. Well, that just leaves another gap. They actually do need the entities there. And so it just didn't work. Just pisses them off, actually. <laughs> You took something from me. <laughs> yes. And I want it back. I'm like, no, I don't think you want that back. But but she was pretty upset about this whole thing. I mean, this was something she volunteered for. She went and wanted this healing. And, you know, it was a group healing. And she sat on the table and said, do heal me. So it wasn't like I snuck up on her or anything like that. But, uh, but nonetheless, she's like, oh, you took something and I want it back. Well, too late, you know. But... Uh, she, I'm sure she probably got it back pretty soon because it would come back to her. But had we brought back part of her soul that those entities were filling in the space, none of that drama would have to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and she would be running around town saying I was demonic and I took something from her and she wanted it back. <laughs> <laughs> So this is the best thing out there. The best, the fastest, definitely the lowest cost. I don't know what it costs to fluff your pillow and, <laughs> you know, the, the shortest time 
Well, yeah. I mean, maybe it takes an hour to listen to this podcast, but then once you've listened to that, it only takes five minutes to sit down and do it. But we're not charging for the podcast either. So, (laughs) Yeah. So if you know people out there that have been having a lot of problems, a lot of trauma, you know, share this amongst your friends and let's uh, start to heal the world. What have you got to lose? Let me think. Oh, all your pain, mystery, illnesses, depression, and neuroses. (laughs) When you put it like that, I would rather keep all of my problems. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would hope not. I, for one, am a lot happier after I've done the soul retrieval. And and recently, I, I realized after I've cleared some of these big things that there's still a few little things that I had forgotten about. And I decided to make a list. And, you know, once a week, I'll go back and get everything else because I would like every bit of my soul to be present. And because I want to be as, as present, as joyful, as enlightened as I possibly can be in this lifetime. Yeah, I mean considering how much that the small pieces of mine that we're missing I definitely feel the same way is that it helped immensely with the reactions that I was having and my greater happiness and I'm like oh yeah like let's get back anything out there that might still be partially separated from me that can happen for everybody out there and it is available for you tonight you can listen to this podcast you can go right in your bedroom and you can change your life come out of that room a totally different person a totally happy person happy whole complete a lot less pain clear mind just much better than you ever thought you could be yeah bring that on (laughs) bring it on absolutely let us know if you've done a soul retrieval and you've had fabulous results, please let us know. Get on a podcast with us and tell the world. I would love to have everyone in the world that is having problems do a soul retrieval and transform the world. Yeah, if you've done one and you want to write to us or you have more questions about it, there's a link in the podcast description. You can either send us a voice message or tell us what you think about this episode. And we would love to hear from you guys. Until then, we will see you next Tuesday. Yes, we will. Mm -hmm.